0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to my Thursday edition of the Adoptive Mom podcast. I'm not sure what we decided to call this. Did we pick anything, Brian? I don't think so. So open to suggestions. So let me know what. ah, There we go. Let me know what you think I should call this. I'm going to be doing this every, um, every Thursday. Just sharing something that God has laid on my heart, some adoption topics, adoption ethics, just ideas, anything like that. And I would love for this to be a discussion-based show. Um, So comment with your, uh, I don't know, your talking points, your questions, your suggestions, anything like that. Definitely, definitely join in, even if you're not watching this live, if you're watching this in the replay. So that note, let me take a sip of my tea. You like my Dunder Mifo mug for all you office fans out there. This says world's best boss on the other side. No, oh, you can't see through the microphone. There we go. So today, oh, today I wanted to talk a little bit about transparency and I've noticed this is a big topic among adoption, um, adoptive poems and it's something that doesn't come naturally for a lot of people And in a lot of cases, it's actually frowned upon. And so I don't know, I just have really had it on my heart for a long time to talk about this and um, just my take on it. So people have always told me that they love how open and honest I am, um, that I keep it real. And I absolutely love hearing this. I wish I could say that it's something that I've really worked on and strived towards, but it's always come pretty naturally to me. Uh, I think that that's a perk of being an extrovert. And the person, I don't have a TMI filter. I will talk to you about sex, money, religion, and politics all in the same conversation. And I have to remind myself often that just because I would willingly answer that question doesn't mean I should ask other people. I catch myself all the time being like, wait, you don't have to answer that. That was probably nosy Um, (laughs) because I would answer. It didn't bother me. Uh, Yeah. So my kids are probably going to love our dinner conversations and I can't wait because it's going to be hilarious and they're going to turn all shades of red. Um, so some of the transparency opportunities that we've created or been involved in is that, so I wrote a blog before I had kids and a little bit after this was before the downfall of blogs. Um, and I opened up about marriage, the adoption process, pregnancy, our debt-free journey, and lots of other stuff. We also teach financial peace university and we have to get all kinds of down and dirty about our finances and our lifestyle and other stuff like that. Um, We also attempted another podcast called the Poser Parent Parent Podcast, and it didn't take off mostly because we didn't really commit to it. We recorded just a few episodes and we just didn't, couldn't make it happen. Um, But the intention was to talk about uh, parenting from the perspective of being in the absolute thick of it. Um, We started it when Grady was like two weeks old. Um, we also did a family vlog. Some of you probably remember that it was shortly after we started it shortly after having our boys placed in our home and it was to talk about foster care and adoption and the struggles and joys and everything in between. We definitely got very transparent with a wide YouTube and Facebook audience, uh, in those times, it was really uncomfortable for me (laughs) to put myself out there like that. Um, it was definitely a Brian focused initiative that I was along for the ride in, but it, set the stage for this, my passion, the adoptive mom po- podcast. I don't know if those P words are getting to me tonight, but so I'm really thankful for that experience. We have a, so let's see, Gerardo says, Uncle Rado can't wait to have fun conversations. <laughs> Gerardo, you already have those conversations with our kids. Um. So yeah, just those among others are some of the some of the ways that we've kind of put ourselves out there into the world and been, uh, more honest than most. So when we got into the adoption game though, I was disappointed to learn that open honesty about struggles and trials was rare. And in many, in many cases it was frowned upon. Um, it was hard for me on a couple of different levels. First of all, holding information in for me is like forcing me to eat lava. I need to talk about stuff. My three-year-old Grady, cannot keep his mouth shut about things. He, um, he has to argue. He has to explain. He has to talk about all the things. He has to tell you everything. Um, it's really frustrating sometimes. And there are many a time when I'm like, just do your own thing. Keep it to yourself. You don't have to have a comment about everything. You don't have to have the last word. And it's in these moments that my husband. sweetly looks at me and reminds me that this was my doing and that he's my mini me. And I really can't disagree And the dictionary definition of an external processor. I go crazy if I can't talk things through with someone because then I just don't process. Um, Knowing this, you can see how it was so difficult for me to feel like I wasn't allowed to talk about what I was going through when it felt like my life was caving in from the stress of parenting. Um, Plus parenting two children that I did not give birth to or cause trauma to. Um, so secondly, I felt like I had no resources to turn to because nobody was talking about it. It seemed like, no, like I said, nobody was talking about these things. And if they did, it was not in a public or accessible way. So I had to be the girl in everyone's inbox like, hey, when did you start feeling love for your teen?" And hey, what do you want to do when you feel like strangling them? Or you have doubts or you feel trapped in your own home? And those are scary feelings, and they're even scarier when you feel alone and you're imagining that you must be the only one that feels this way. So why do we do this? Why do we keep everything in? Who is it protecting? Um, here are three reasons that I hear or see most often. Um, the first one is because they want to people want to protect their kid's story, and this is totally respectable. Parents don't want their kid to be seen as the adopted kid or the problem kid or whatever else. They want them to be able to write their own story. The second one is because they're overloaded or bogged down by the chaos of their own homes. When I stopped writing for my blog, it was ultimately by choice. But at first it was because of the demand that my people had of me. Um, I just didn't have it in me anymore. It was so hard to be intentionally authentic in those times. Um, We're just surviving. And sometimes that healthy or not looks like holding up with your people and just weathering the storm. And um, number three is because they're afraid of being misunderstood and they don't want to give the wrong impression. And, oh, do I get this? We have lived this over and over and over again. And I get it. Some people don't have the fight left in them after being told that they're wrong about these sweet kids or by losing friends because your family is too much to handle or by getting the I told you so looks. It sucks, and it's understandable that it makes some people quit trying. I always want to be understanding of people and their own choices, but I also think that we as an adoptive community can do better. We can do better to prepare young families thinking about adoption. We can do better to give people more realistic expectations and not like make them feel like they're the crazy ones. We can do better to encourage those who are struggling with some solidarity and some me too. Um, and obviously, we're all a little crazy for doing this, but we can make them feel a little bit less insane. Um, so here are six more reasons that we need to up our transparency game in the adoptive community. And I'm going to uh, leave you on a cliffhanger for a second while I sit my tea. I'm the world's best boss. I also want to pause here for a second and tell you guys again that if you have any comments or questions, I like I live for comments. I live for feedback. So please, even if it's just to say, "Hey, I'm watching." Let me know. Comment. Give me some give me some feedback. So, number 1. It gives people better eyes for your kids. I know that when I explain the why behind I'm glad you're watching, Brian when I explain the why behind my kids' behaviors, it helps people see them for who they are underneath those tantrums and outbursts. They have so much more grace to give when they understand better. We see this over and over again. I mean, even me, it's it's easy to look at that kid in the grocery store and be like, why is the mom not doing something or whatever? But if I were to learn that that kid has had like some serious trauma in their life or just came from a visit with mom and dad. And now they're back with their boss. Like that gives me new eyes for that kid. And I have so much more grace for their tantrum. So um, yeah, that's, that's a big one. Number two, it helps you to process things better. I can't tell you how many times I've given myself parenting ideas just by talking through my struggles and frustrations with a trusted friend. It's like a light bulb goes off and you're suddenly able to see these situations in new light. Um, That's what external processing does for you guys. It's my little plug for extroverts. Number three, it takes away the loneliness. We're always going to be alone in our struggles as long as we keep them inside. Secrets always look so pathetic in the light. And our friends will always have more grace for our trials than we think. Let people carry this load with you. And let me tell you, if you truly don't feel like you have anyone around you who's willing to dive into this with you, you need new people. They're out there. I promise, promise, promise they're out there. I have them but it took transparency. Oh, let's see here. Oh, Hey Savannah. And, um, yep. Spencer, I'm glad you pop in when you see the fitness shared your house earlier. Just noticed this podcast in my feed. So excited to start listening. Oh, thank you so much, Savannah. I'm excited for you to listen too. um, let me know what you think. Let's see. Where was I? Okay. Number four, it makes other people feel like they can be real with you too. That is one thing I will I will eventually give up on, um, trying to be open and honest with people who don't return the favor. Because that's what it is. It's a favor. It's, it's, um, ex, it's uh, exchanging community with someone. If you're so afraid that your people can't handle your junk or your kids' junk, that's the kicker, your kids' junk too, then chances are they aren't opening up much to you either. Take that leap, friends. Be the one who is deliberately authentic and watch your tribe take a big, deep breath of comfort around you. And you never know, you will probably help a few rookie adoptive mamas feel less alone too. Number five, your kids can take it. I promise you they can take it. If you are explaining their behaviors and the why behind them, how could people not start seeing them in their true light? If all they know is what they see and you're too afraid of telling them why your child threw a tantrum over something stupid and why you didn't handle it with traditional parenting, you're doing everyone involved a disservice, including your kid. No one wants to see the kid that way, and the kid doesn't deserve that. They deserve to be seen in the truth. Last one here, number six. It's an actual biblical command, y'all. Ephesians 4.25 tells us to put away all falsehood and speak truth with our neighbors, for we are all members of the same body. God's word is filled with talk about community and living with one another in Christ. And if someone else is going to take advantage of your obedience to God, then that's their problem, not yours. You're called to obedience, no matter what people do with that information. If they gossip, if they, you know, whatever, you're still being obedient to God. And you know what? Even if they do gossip, even if they do take advantage of the information you've given them, they're still seeing your kids and in they're in, in a good light or in their true light. So what do you guys think? What what um, have you guys noticed about authenticity and adoption? Because like I said at the beginning, I was shocked just to, to see that there was so much not being talked about within the adoptive community and that hurt because I definitely felt like I was a terrible person for feeling some of the things I was feeling. So let's see here. My husband and I are about to be foster parents and we would love all the advice you can give. I'm so so excited that you guys are about to take the sleep. That makes me super happy. Are you local? Um, if so, did you go through the call and yes. Hey, Tony. <clears throat> Let me know what you guys are thinking about as you hear some of this stuff. Let's see. Yeah. So um, let's see here. Advice on foster care. So we never opened. We were an adopt only home. So we were never doing true foster care, but we did adopt twice through foster care. If that makes sense. I'm sure. If you were going to be in foster care, you know all about that. But, and everyone tells you, you know, you need to protect your kid's story. And that's absolutely true. It's more so true in foster care because it's not your story to tell and it's not your kid to tell the story of, but you know, if you're in church or if you, um, I don't know, in school, especially that's something that, so on episode two of season two with Melissa Fink, we definitely talked about, um, having those open conversations with your teachers and helping them to give your kids the best tools that they can. And they can only do that if they know the truth, the the whole story. And, you know, their teachers are mandated reporters and they're also mandated, mandated confidentiality people. I know I'm not using the correct terminology. If you're a teacher and you're watching, help me out, (laughs) but they, um, they have to take, they have to take that information and be responsible with it. So let's see here. My daughter caused me to be a share because she would tell everyone her version and I had to be transparent. I agree with all your reasons. I'm so glad. Yeah. Kids will totally, I mean, we know that lying is often a, um, a survival technique and a lot of times kids will want to paint themselves differently than the truth. And as a, as a mom, you have to protect your reputation as well. And I mean, I know several people who would say that that's so, so, so important because DHS can get involved when your kids don't tell the truth, um, if they're saying other things. So I'm so glad you agree. Thank you. And then, so Savannah, you live in Northwest Little Rock, but you're from Bentonville. And I'm so glad you're going through the call. I loved the call and um, you should totally listen to. So I'm not exactly sure who the director in Pulaski County the call is but up here her name is ann mythaller and episode one of season one was with ann and i've actually interviewed a couple of other people who have worked with the call and i love the heart for their organization so um i'm not really sure how they are in pulaski county but um up here they're awesome so i'm so glad you guys are going through them questions or comments on um transparency so Jeanette what uh do you have any reasons that you're comfortable with sharing do you have any things that your daughter would say or were they all funny or were some of them kind of like oh my gosh please don't believe that we have a one two and three year old for those of you who are not quite sure um or not quite familiar with our story and so our oldest bio kid grady um he's the three-year-old i talked about and he just word vomits everything um but so far he hasn't spilled any secrets (laughs) which is good. Um, and then we have a 16 year old named Clark. And so, um, his, his, you know, he definitely has a lot of control over his story and we've definitely dealt with some survival lying behaviors with him. And we're so blessed that we've gotten to walk through that healing path with him, which he's still on. I mean, we still struggle with that, but like she would tell people I'm new in this family. That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so then you're having to explain to everyone about adoption and <laughs> make sure they didn't think that you like stole a child, but you know, most people give, give good grace for that stuff. So, um, guys, let's keep this going. There's, I'm going to end the live unless, um, unless I see another comment within the next couple of seconds, but totally keep the discussion going. I'm going to keep um, monitoring the feed and talking and, I just want to go ahead and give a plug for the podcast. We release a new episode every Monday and then on Monday night, sometimes Tuesday nights, depending on scheduling, but I try to always do it on Monday night. We'll have a follow-up to the interview with that week's guests. And so um, listeners can jump on and ask questions of me or the guests or just have follow-up comments. And we totally encourage those, but we'll talk about the episode and Then, um, coming soon, the audio from these Thursday live shows and from the Monday night live shows are going to be up on the podcast feed. Like I said, at the beginning under a different name. So I'm open to suggestions on what these Thursday hangouts should be called. But like I said, um, go and rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. Those always, I love getting the reviews. They make me so happy. You guys have no idea. I'm a words of affirmation person, so feedback, like, is the, it it makes my day. Couldn't think of another good way to say that, but it totally makes my day. So thank you guys so much for commenting, and also drop comments of what topics you want me to cover in these Thursday shows coming up. So have a good night, you guys. Thank you so much for joining.